Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of Ed Up Ed Tech. My name is Holly Owens, and I'm your host. I have an amazing guest with me today, Camilla Oliveira. She is an educational consultant with All In Learning, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited to be your guest today. I'm really excited to learn about All In Learning because I hadn't heard of it until we started chatting on LinkedIn. So I'm excited to hear more about it. But before we get into all that, we want to know your story. How did you jump into the ed tech industry? Tell us about your path. What led you to All In Learning? Well, um, I was a teacher for 12 years, both in the Florida public school system, as well as with the Department of Defense. And, you know, as things kind of got a little, you know, chaotic in the education world, I thought, um, you know, maybe it was my time to exit. But I've always been the teacher that was crazy about educational technology you know there's one in every group where there's, oh, that, there's that was me too so we're kindred spirits that was me yes. too <laughs> Absolutely. you know so it's whenever my school would purchase something new and you know I was the one volunteering and learning on my own and sharing what I was learning so um but I've also always been a, a writer so when I decided to kind of switch careers, I was lost for a while. So the way I processed my feelings and my emotions about leaving the teaching field was I actually wrote a Dear John letter to the classroom. And um, I posted it on LinkedIn just, um, you know, after weeks of kind of revising and editing. And somebody read it and it resonated with her. And she had just started with the company. So she reached out to me and she said, well, you know, you really articulate uh, pain points of teachers really well. I feel like you would be um, a really good fit for our company. Um, this is what we do. Um, are you interested? So, you know, I learned about the company and, and, and I saw the product that they shared and I was instantly just in love. I was like, yes, this is absolutely a perfect fit for me. Cause I still get to teach, you know, I still get to kind of scratch that teacher itch that I have, but now I'm helping teachers instead of, um, well, indirectly I'm helping the students, but I get to, I get to still be in the education field. That's awesome. So you posted something on LinkedIn and it led to a job. Yep. Basically. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and you just never know, right? You never know what you post or what you say or the, the networking opportunities that you have, what's going to happen. Uh, so it's really, that's really cool. And that's going to be cool for the audience to hear that that's what happened. So tell us, you know, through your experience as being like the ed tech guru at your institution and also just loving ed tech in general, how would you personally define educational technology? Well, I think educational technology is anything that facilitates um, the jobs of the teachers to teach and the students to learn. So any vehicle that um, maybe either explains something better or helps those light bulbs go off or, or just like what we say at, at our company, 
gives the teachers back their nights and weekends and helps them kind of get their life back in some in some aspect. Because we know that this job can be all consuming if you allow it to be. I mean, it's it's a 24 hour job if you're doing everything, you know, on your own. So any kind of technology that helps kind of check those boxes for you, makes your life easier and makes you be effective at the same time. That to me is the whole point of educational technology. That's a great definition. And I totally, I, that resonates very well with me, like streamlining some of your workflows, that situation, you know, they, they, people don't realize there's a common misconception that exists when it comes to teaching, like, oh, the summer's off thing, or you get breaks. They don't realize that during those breaks that teachers actually do professional development opportunities. They're actually working on things for next semester or, you know, the next week when they return to school and technology definitely helps with that. So really teachers, although it seems like it's nine months out of the year, it's really a 12 month position. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Not even is it 12 months, but during the school year, it's sometimes it's a 24 seven position. It's constant. Yeah, it's definitely constant. I remember like doing uh, research papers with my students and that would just take up all of my weeks and then my weekends to get the, get the feedback. So definitely, um, I'm so glad I'm talking to another, a former teacher. Oh yeah. I get it. it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get into all in learning. So tell you got this job off of LinkedIn. You work for this company now as an educational consultant. So tell me, give the audience a visual or some information where they can learn about all in learning and what you guys do there. Okay. Well, um, So typically in a classroom, when you ask a question, right, you will have one or two hands go in the air. And it's usually the same one or two hands that go in the air. And it's usually the same hands that also don't go in the air. And um, so our, and so student engagement is a huge problem in the classroom, you know. Um, And so our company kind of set out to fix that. So now when a teacher poses a question, you have 100% student engagement. Um, We have clickers, the classroom clickers. They look a little bit like remote controls. And so when a teacher asks a question, instead of having hands in the air, the kids click in their answers. Now it's it's kind of similar to like a program like Kahoot or Plickers with a P um, in that it engages all the students. But what, what kind of sets us apart is there's absolutely zero prep for the teachers. Um, With other programs that are on the market now, the teacher has to spend the whole night before putting in the questions, putting in the answers, indicating which is the right answer. And then when she's using it in her classroom, um, he or she can't pivot, right? They can't change their mind and the questions are in there, they're static. And then at the end of that, there's no data to kind of show you concretely who got it, who didn't. So what my company does is there's zero prep, you just click on, you, let's say you're ready to ask a question. It could be on the board. It could be just an oral question. It could be in their workbook, in their textbook, anywhere, and on a PowerPoint that you've created. So what you do is you log into your portal, you click on start question, and basically the, you get a bar at the, on your screen that has on numbers one through however many kids are in your class. And as they answer on their devices, um, the little bar, the bar lights up blue, the little numbers light up blue. So, you know, which kids are answering, which kids are not answering. 
And when you end the question, you get a bar graph. How many kids answered A? How many kids answered B? So immediately you're seeing, okay, everybody answered. So it's not just the one or two kids. You're seeing, okay, so most of the kids that answered it wrong, they answered B. That's the common misconception. Let's talk about it. So it's, you know, you can kind of uh, remediate and, and kind of pivot and, and do some background teaching if you need to in the moment while the concepts are fresh, while the lesson is being taught. So you're not waiting to formally assess students. So you can do this once, you can do this five times, you can do this throughout your whole class period. Once you end the session, um, you, you know exactly which kids need remediation, which kids need enrichment. The beautiful part is you haven't had to grade one piece of paper to get to that data. It's immediately available to you at the end of class. And then there's all types of other reports that the system creates for you. There's grouping reports, which will put the kids into um, remediation groups by standard. So you can say, okay, you know, uh, Johnny, Sally, Susie, come sit here. You guys are going to work on this standard. So you have a standards reports that report at the end of it. So those um, so not only have you answered, I mean, asked several questions and gotten all in responses, every kid in your class, but you also have immediate data without having had, had to grade anything. So it's just a great um, teaching tool. Yes, it sounds like it has that instantaneous feedback to tailor your teaching to what your students know and also getting those students that are introverts or don't necessarily participate to get their ideas to get their feedback about what's happening in the classroom and again tailor that teaching to what their needs are that sounds amazing and you said you said that the the teachers don't really they don't have to worry about like inputting the stuff it's just like all there for them yeah so basically so a question that i get asked quite frequently because once i say this it's hard to wrap your mind around zero prep right because that's right it is i'm having a hard time like processing that like i used to spend hours typing in those clicker questions or setting up my smart board games yes and that's i mean we're programmed to do that it's like look if you want to be effective give up your nights and weekends that is the trade-off take it or leave it and but not anymore not anymore. So what happens is when you end those sessions, you get, um, you get, you go to a landing page and this is the hardest, most time consuming part. And it takes about five seconds. So the way we usually plan our lesson is we, we get maybe a primary standard, maybe a secondary standard, and we plan a whole lesson around that. Right. So the questions that we're asking in that class period or during that lesson is all going to be basically that standard or those two standards. So what happens when you end the session, you go to a landing page where it's where you have a hyperlink that says click um, edit and launch key and standards. So you click on that link and there's a drop down menu of the standards that you use. So in Florida, we have we've used the Florida Sunshine standards. We've used the best common core. We've used dif different standards. Now they're on the best standards. So whatever state you're in there will be your state standards on that drop down menu. So you select, let's say common core, because every, I think everyone's familiar with common core. Yes, definitely. So you click on common core, you click on the grade level, the subject that you teach, and you select the, the standards. All of them will be listed. You check the box or boxes of standards that you taught that day. It adds all those standards to those questions that you ask. So the questions themselves won't be in there when you use this part of the program, which is the on the fly portion, which on the fly means zero prep. I need it now. Let's use it. Right. So, and then it adds it to a tracker that tracks those standards over time, the whole year, every time you add 
your lesson and your and you know your assessments to the tracker. It's basically creating a, a portfolio for your kids without you having to pick, you know, get one piece of paper out. So it's really awesome. Then that's just the on the fly option, right? The, the the no prep, which which is why teachers use it so much because there is no prep. It's not my nights. It's not my weekend. It's not like Kahoot where I have to, which I love Kahoot. I'm not trying to, you know, put no, down. Just, it, that gives people a frame of reference, right? Yes. When you, you talk about other technology technologies that exist in the market, the survey, you're giving them a frame of reference to, to kind of compare it with, but then show what your technology adds to that. Right. And that's all I'm trying because I used to use Plickers with a P and Kahoot all the time. Yeah. Uh, or as much as I could, you know, but, but it just, I mean, I had kids of my own. I have a husband and it's just to do it every day. I couldn't, but do I need data every day on who got my lesson? Yeah. Could I, could, is that is 100% student engagement, a useful tool to use every day? Absolutely. Um, so, and that's what makes us, I think, so awesome. And, but then there is the prep side. You could create your own bell ringers, create your own assessment. You can share it with your PLC group so that many hands make light work, right? I'll do it this week. Miss Jones, you do it next week. Miss Johnson will do it the third week. So it's like, we're giving our kids quick checks every week on the same standards. And it's a common assessment. We're given the same test. We're looking at the same data, it's apples to apples, but we're not creating it every week on our own. So it's just a great tool. Yeah, it sounds like it really, it really is great for the teachers when they need that data. And I just like the, the less work prep, but the more data, more engagement, this sounds like a, a winning situation. <laughs> sounds amazing. So you, you've talked about some of the, I've, I'm hearing some top features come out about the product is that prep time. What are some other top features that some of what have your consumers said or things that you can speak to about the product? What are some other things you can share? Well, um, because it has all the data kind of done for you, um, when you do data chats with your kids, right, gone are the days of, of bringing the archaic binder out where we hear shading in boxes and looking at past, you know, tests. Like we do the data for you so you can get to the chat part. Same thing with PLCs. If we're giving common assessments through the system, we're not hunting for data and looking at three different places to then build a spreadsheet we're not doing that. The program does everything for you. So we're, you know, it's not only saving time my nights and weekends with the grading, but on those, at those meetings, you know, at those data chats with those kids, you can just pull them to your desk and say, log in, let's look at your, your tracker. What does it say? You know, your standards are that, that you're doing well in, well, which ones do you need help? And why do you, think? and you can get to that, that conversation quicker. Also, because um, it's all in one place, there's also visibility for administration. So, you know, when you use different programs, you know, the teacher kind of gets an idea of how the kids did, like the engagement tools um, that are out there now, but they don't have data at the end of it. And more importantly, administration, really, they don't they don't have the data either. So with our software that everybody kind of has visibility. So the it saves time for administration, too, because they can kind of just pull up a school-wide, um, you know, uh, report. Like a, a big report, like uh, uh, aggregated all at the top level. Exactly. Exactly. And we have district-wide reports because we're in some districts district-wide and it just makes it easier um, for everybody. Usually when you hear like, you know, data or student engagement, I mean, we've been conditioned 
to equate that with, man, that's a whole nother job. That's a whole nother 40 hours a week. Yes. So that's a whole um, full-time job. <laughs> yes. Your blood pressure rises, you know, it's, it's just, it's a lot. So my company, I've never really seen a company, especially like, you know, a tech company that, that just has so much heart and really their heartbeat is teachers is, you know, how can we make them you know, breathe a little bit easier because they are in the trenches. They are on the front lines. They're, they're raising the next generation. How can we make this something that they're going to love? And that's really going to help them. And I feel that with the company that I work for. And I, 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 you know, I get, I get a little emotional sometimes, but I really, really love them for that because I've been there and anything that can help me be more effective and see the light bulbs go off or more importantly with this see which light bulbs aren't going off the minute they're not going off. That makes me more effective and saves me time. You know, at, at night I can go home and play with my kids. That to me is just, you know, it, it wasn't, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a win-win for educators and it, and it sounds like it does free up a lot of your time, but it, it offers you what you need in an efficient way. Yes. Absolutely. A very efficient way. Now talk to me a little bit about, um, like I've, I'm looking, I've looked at the site and I see some of your partners on here. So I see Pearson is on here and I've also see you're in New York city public school. So it sounds like your product can integrate with some different types of systems. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Speak to that a little bit. Well, so because we work with, um, we work with everybody's basically their grade book. So if you, if your school or district has a, um, an online grade book that they use focus power school, um, performance matters, um, we integrate with them and we basically sit underneath a lot of the district wide data systems. And we kind of catch the in between. So lots of districts, they have like the district wide mandated, you know, uh, common assessments and everything. We kind of do the in-between in the lessons and kind of, so my, my, one of my colleagues says it beautifully. He says, there's two types of data. So there's autopsy data and there's biopsy data. A lot of times when we're looking at data and it's six weeks, nine weeks, 12 weeks between the time that we're looking at it, it's autopsy data. The kids that have been struggling have been struggling for a while. Um, we kind of catch it with the biopsy as soon as they get sick in the classroom. But, um, but to your point about how we integrate, we do, um, we, we have like a gradebook export. So not only has the teacher um, not graded anything to get to which kids are struggling, but with a couple clicks, it actually um, will write the assignment in your online gradebook as well. And um, with a couple clicks, it fills in that uh, assignment in your gradebook. So um, the teacher is not even manually entering uh, student performance for that session into his or her gradebook. But we do work with basically any any gradebook that is an online web-based platform we can integrate with. Oh, that's so that's so amazing and so good for teachers that they can have that easy, easy integration. And then it just, you know, like my little sister is in middle school and she they use power school. So it's yeah. so nice to just see those those data points, those things appear and I can help her, you know, it's also a good product, you know, beyond the classroom um, because that trans transcends the classroom between the students and the educator also to the parents and the community of people who are supporting the learners. Yes, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about COVID has been around for a while now. 
Yeah. Um, so in, you know, a post COVID world, hopefully, um, how are things shifting for you at the, at your company at all in learning? Tell us what, you know, what's been going on since COVID happened. And now that we're transitioning, hopefully out of the pandemic. Okay. So the fun, it's funny that you say that because, so I started working for the company February of 2020, right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Everything shut down the next month in March. Um, so it was just a really awkward time for me to start because it's like, well, Hey, you're starting. Oh, you can't talk to any schools because nobody's seeing visitors. So it was very, it was just very, but you know, lots of zoom meetings for you. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, like I, like I, I do believe that everything happens at the exact time that it's supposed to, because as I was learning about the platform, one of the things that I learned is that you don't have to purchase the little remote controls that are clickers. We love them because they're, I mean, a whole class set costs less than one Chromebook. So you can easily outfit an entire school for, I mean, pennies on the dollar for what you would normally. Um, But if you are like a one-to-one school, your devices can act as a clicker. We call them web clickers, right? Yeah. The cool thing is when the pandemic did hit, um, it was actually very unfortunate because the schools where I worked, where I worked that did not know about us, you know, they were so preoccupied and rightfully so with everything going on, they, they just didn't want to entertain anything. But the schools that we had already partnered with were actually really well positioned because when we went to the hybrid learning environment, kids that were at home were clicking in their devices on their laptops. Kids that were in school were using the clicker clickers. So regardless of whether the kids were at school or in the classroom, I mean, I'm sorry, at school or at home, the teacher knew in real time who was number one at their computer, even if their camera was turned off, right? Who was engaged in the lesson that was being taught? And more importantly, who was getting it and who wasn't? So the schools that kind of had partnered with us before and kind of knew about our platform, they were able to kind of pivot, right? That's the word for COVID, pivot. Um, That's the big buzzword. Yeah, it was a buzzword for a while. But they were able to pivot, um, you know, kind of seamlessly because it was, they had this tool. So, you know, and then we're constantly kind of, um, kind of upgrading and, and creating other things that help also facilitate, God forbid, we go back to lockdowns and go back to, you know, we all kind of have that at the back of our mind. Like, okay, so how can we take this and make, because it's already kind of facilitates that hybrid environment, but how can we make it even better? That's fabulous. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of companies had to like establish that, like, you know, if this happens again, or, you know, if we go online again, but I don't want it to be an if anymore. I want it to be you know, when online is online is here to stay and our we're just establishing this because this is what one of the modalities is. And it's one of the most popular ones. You know what? I agree with you. Cause when I was in college, my favorite way to take a class was online. <laughs> Me too. I did all of, I did, I did undergrad in person and then I did everything two master's degrees online and I'm doing doctorate online right now. Oh, it's wow. Just, you are busy. Yeah. I think hybrid is probably my favorite when it comes, you know, to thinking about all the different things from yeah. a learner's perspective, but online is completely viable. And I'm so glad that COVID happened. And that would be a whole nother podcast episode. 
for another day. Not not that glad that happened in the sense of what it did to us as a society, but in the sense that education showed it just kept going and moving yeah. forward and that we can transition, that we can acclimate, we can assimilate to other different types of things. So I just love that. Yes. I saw teachers that were very tech averse teachers that were like, nope, it's paper pencil till the day I die. I saw them using Nearpod. I saw them using Google Classroom. I worked with teachers side by side using all in learning that were that they were like, wow, this is pretty easy. And it's teachers that were just, you know, unwilling to, you know, entertain any technology before. I mean, they they barely check their emails every day like they were supposed to. And and here they are using all in learning, using other technology that you know, just seamlessly. So it, it, it taught, I think, a lot of teachers that, you know what, you can do this. You can. And it is easier than you think it is. Absolutely. So without violating any sort of non-disclosure agreements, we want to know what's next for you and all in learning. So what's on that product roadmap? Anything you can share with us? Oh, yeah. So because we have the web clickers, I know a lot of teachers have asked, well, you know, sometimes I'm not asking an ABC. CD question. Sometimes it's a short answer response question. So, you know, what about that? Because I don't want to have to grade those by hand either, you know? So um, what we're doing is the web clickers, when you use your devices, we're going to allow the the teachers to have short answer responses so the kids can type in one word or a couple word answers. And then with a teacher, when she ends the question, instead of seeing like a bar graph, she'll see several of the most common responses. So she'll be able to kind of speak to that common misconceptions. This is the right answer, you know, and, and be able to kind of take it from there. We're also seeing a lot of the, um, we're kind of trying to, because we know that kids practice the way they practice in class is how they perform on on the state exams. Right. I know I've taught English. So we may have government and it was an assessed course. So yes. Yeah. (laughs) So what they practice is what, you know, is what they, is what they do. So a lot of the concern on the state exams, isn't only do they know the content? I mean, they, they, of course they need to know the content, but it's also, do they know about the tools that are available on the platform? Can they click drag and drop? Do they know that a multi-select is the little boxes? And you know what I mean? Like just these little test taking skills that we kind of take for granted sometimes, but that, you know, on D-Day is a big deal. So with that in mind, we've actually emulated a lot of those technology enhanced items that they're going to see the click, drag and drop, the annotating, the multi-select, the um, wrong answer eliminator tool. We have um, periodic table of elements, uh, calculators. So just a lot of the tools that they have available to them that they may not use. uh, We've done that in the platform. So when a teacher creates an assessment on the platform, he or she can turn all that on for for their students and, um, and help them practice during the school year. So that's, what's, that's, that's, what's coming down the pike. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to it for you guys. That's going to be amazing to release to your clients. Yes. So final two questions and wrapping things up. And these, we ask these, I ask these final two questions on every show. I want to know if there's anything that we miss anything else you'd like to share and the second question just based off of all your experience 
in ed tech and being an educator and with an ed tech company now, I want to know what does the future of ed tech look like to you? So do we miss anything? And then what does the future of ed tech look like? You're on. Okay. So did we miss anything? Well, um, I don't think I mentioned the teacher referral program that we have. Most companies, you know, we sell directly, they sell to schools and districts and stuff. Um, my company, like I mentioned before, the heartbeat is teachers, right? So they're always asking how can we make their lives easier? How can we genuinely help them in the classroom? But then we know that a big concern is and there's so many Facebook pages, right? On, on side hustles for teachers and how teachers can get involved in, in different right make extra money and you don't necessarily have to teach that that extra class or or do tutorial you know there are tons of other things you can do so also a lot of programs what they do when they have referral programs is you know if somebody uses a referral code you get a discount on your next purchase well my company wanted to find a way that we could actually put money back in the pockets of teachers so teachers are given referral codes when their school purchases or when they purchase their own individual license and for everybody that uses their referral codes and purchases themselves, the teacher actually gets $100 um, for each person that uses their wow, referral Wow, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here you're using a tool that's giving you your night and weekend back. You're able to, you know, pivot in the, and get data and all that, all the beautiful things we talked about. But then, it, you know, if your PLC members come in your room and see you using it and they all five of them, um, you know, they're like, we want this, then you've just made $500. And I, I said five on purpose, because then when once five people use your refer your referral code, you also get a whole clicker set for free, which is $375 to purchase. So, so now um, are you offer them, more, they get money, they get technology for their classroom. Yeah, they get hardware too. They go along with the software that they purchase. So it's just a really cool program. We've actually just launched it. We just launched it over the summer. So it's brand spanking new. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're going to have to tell me, you're going to have to give me links or tell, we're definitely going to have to get this right in the show notes. <laughs> yes, I will definitely. I will give you um, all the info, all, all the good stuff. Fantastic. I think we're going to see a lot more online, a lot more hybrid, just like you mentioned. and. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about that because it, it, I mean, if that's the whole point of school is to prepare kids for the world and technology is here to stay remote. Everything is here to stay. Right. I mean, companies have figured out that it's a lot cheaper to have people work in their homes. So you're going to have to, to do work from home. You're going to have to do time management. You're going to have to learn all the skills that make you successful in a hybrid, in a, in a remote environment. So what better way to start that than in our classrooms? The future of ed tech, I see companies kind of pivoting right along with it and making, developing things that are going to make it easier to, like our company does, to engage students, to get that in the moment data for, um, for the teachers, to make them more effective. And hopefully um, more, more tech that will continue on this kind of trend to give teachers their nights and weekends back, give them their lives back because they need it. I mean, they deserve it. Yeah, so much pressure has been put on educators since COVID hit, especially. And there was already a lot of pressure. Yeah. So I'm so glad that things companies like yours exist all in learning to give oh. teachers back. Like, I love that. Give them back some of their lives, but also make them have a level of comfort that things in the classroom that need to be happening are happening. Yes. Yep. I agree. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I so appreciate you coming on and talking about all in learning and sharing this with our audience. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Um, I'm glad I got to meet you. You are definitely a kindred spirit and I look forward to continuing this friendship. Me too. You've been listening to another episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn. You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens.